The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. I am so happy to be here with you. It's been a while since I've done a live interview. I mean, not that I do interviews with people who aren't alive, but doing one live on Facebook and live in this way. So let me just get, let me, let's just start with a little prayer, but I want to introduce you first to my guest and then we'll, and then together we're going to pray. So if you're watching on Facebook live, the beautiful being in front of you that you're hopefully seeing, not me, hopefully this will switch over to Vicki L. Dobbs. Vicki, say something. So the camera will pick you up. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, folks, wherever you are. Yay. So let me tell you a little bit about Vicki L. Dobbs. As the founder of Wisdom Evolution and head cheerleader for the You First Revolution, Vicki Dobbs brings 40 years of entrepreneurial experience into her spiritual writing and work. For the past two decades, she's been helping people navigate their lives and businesses in a way that allows them to gift the world the best of themselves. As a spiritual entrepreneur co-creating with the divine, Vicki's opening, opening existential gateways through which individuals can face their challenges and opportunities, embracing them both as the revered teachers they are using her best-selling books, courses, personal work with individuals, and speaking to groups, she endeavors to inspire others to create their lives intentionally by blending ancient wisdom, techniques, and tools with modern modalities in her experiential classes, ceremony, sacred art, and story. Vicki's goal is to see everyone live every day. Everyone live and live, live every day, empowered by the voice of their own authentic truth, seeing this life's journey as an event, as an ever upward spiraling ascension of the human spirit, leading it toward wisdom, wholeness, and joy. Oh my God. Welcome, Vicki L. Thank you. Oh, and we match. We totally got the memo. Our backgrounds match. Good. People are watching. So I always, I often like to start with a little prayer, and I need it today because I'm in the technology world for the first time after having been unplugged for almost a couple months. So I'm going to just invite everyone to turn within with me, and um, and then Vicky, I'll pass it to you. So let me just first, if you can, put your feet on the floor. Take a big, deep breath. 
And let's just release and let go of everything we don't need to contend with at this moment. Everything that would have us be on the shelf, let's just release it. Let's send it outside the door of wherever we are. Anything that would have us be our not our most present self. There's nothing we need to do right now except for pay attention to this breath and this moment. So everything else whew, goes away. And we open ourselves up with every brand new breath to the sunlight of the spirit, to the grace, to the wonderful beings that support us in the highest way. And in this moment, I am so grateful to know that Vicki L. Dobbs is one of those people in my world, along with Lynn V. Andrews, who is a big, important part of both of our worlds. And I also want to acknowledge Deborah, Deborah Jacobs for also being a center, a centerpiece in the midst of both of our worlds. So I'm just grateful for those visible and invisible ones who are supporting us. And I'm grateful for everyone who's watching and or listening and for mindbodyspirit.fm for hosting this show and for all the blessings that haven't even unfolded yet. So I pass the talking stick to you, Vicki L. Dobbs. And I would just ask that each of you take a moment to inhale the blessing that you are in this world, mm. that you know that with your permission, you can choose you first, that you matter, and you do have a right to be happy. Inhale that as your truth and beauty as you move forward in this day off your shelf and ready to face the world as the best of you and not just what's left of you. Aho. Aho. Hmm. Thank you, Vicki L. Dobbs. That was great. So wonderful to be with you. So let's get right into it. Um, ready. Yeah. So your book, Get Off the Shelf, <laughs> is off the shelf. Tell us what you mean by this. Choose you first and have a right to be happy. Tell us about well, that. Well, I think the easiest way to set that one up is to tell you how the title came about. Yeah. And I had a very very visual um felt it in my bones like it was real but i haven't yet found where that actually took place i was walking down a hallway lined with books and bookshelves just long and narrow and something up to my left caught my attention and i looked up and there i was sitting on the top shelf arms folded legs crossed knee bouncing up and down looking down at myself and i heard this me yell back at me what the hell am I doing up here on the shelf again <laughs> and the 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 rest of it has taken five years to manifest itself into this this wonderful and so blessed to be international bestseller now that um it's about how we as women set ourselves aside in service to everything and everybody else in our lives except ourselves so the message I want to send out to the world is choose you first, put you at the top of your priority list and give yourself permission to matter, to be important in your life first so that 
you in your wholeness deliver the gift of yourself to the world as the best of you and not just what's left of you. Oh, I love that. The best of you, not just what's left of you. Oh, that is so true. So there's a saying that I learned from reading this wonderful book, Get Off the Shelf. Um, W-O- What? WAPT. <laughs> Tell us about WAPT. <laughs> oh, well, that's an acronym that, that gifted itself it's to me. and dirty word. I just, yeah, it's, it's like what other people think. And so every time I get hung up and WAPT, I'm on the shelf. That's when we are setting ourselves aside and giving others in our lives the power to make decisions for us or to guide the decisions we make. And when we do that, we're on the shelf. So it's such an interesting cognitive dissonance and you talk about it so beautifully. Let me just tell people who haven't yet read your book, Get Off the Shelf. Um, it's, it's a wonderful hybrid memoir and self-help. So there's deep personal stories from your life. And, and I feel like I know you, I mean, it, it's almost feeling like unfair. Like I know so much about you. It's so great. And at the end of each chapter, there's an exercise that's very earth-based, that's very shamanic and even dream-based from the work that you did with Lynn B. Andrews. And then then your own, your own version of some of those principles. And, and it's, it's wonderful what you do. So it's very grounded in, it's exactly my favorite kind of book that is deep and personal. And yet there's something in it for me every step of the way. So it's, it's got both things, but what I want to address, um, there's some place in your book towards the, towards the end where you're talking about, it's kind of like, this, is, this isn't this is exactly how you say it, but it's that voice in the head that is sort of the critic that is always giving you like advice, but but it gives you the opposite as well. Like, like speak your mind, but not too much and jump high, but stay low. And uh, can you talk, speak to that cognitive dissonance that we as women, and a lot of men are too, so we could say people, but mostly this is women that we're kind of caught in. I think that, that that's probably the chapter drowning in doubt. That's it. Drowning in doubt. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have been um, allowing for many, many years. I was 50 years old when I found Lynn's work. And then I began to branch out and studied with Michael Harner and Beth Birkins and Don Oscar Merrill Caseda and was blessed to sit in circle with Hank Wesselman and Steve Syrup in, in Northern California. I've had some wonderful Heather Ashamara teachers who have led me to the edge of possibilities and in many cases shoved me screaming off. So I have to credit them with not only pushing me outside my comfort zone, but giving me permission to say no. And I think that's one of our biggest problems. And when we don't know it's okay to say no, then every time we want to say yes, but, or we're going to, but, and then again, I will, but, and I'm going, we're just right on that precipice. And 
but stops us. And, and even in what we voice to the universe that we want, we always add the word, but I'll do it tomorrow. I'll wait until I need more. I've got to study. You've just told the universe, wait. You've just told yourself, wait. So if you can begin to listen with not just the ears in your head, but with the ears of your heart, then those are the voices on your right and left shoulder. I hear the voice of doubt over here. And when I'm grounded and firm in myself today, I can look at that and go, thank you for keeping me safe. Thanks for that suggestion. And then I can hear from the voice of my heart what it truly wants me to be doing. Oh, and that takes us out of the tug of war. Because if we're, it's like if we're in that lesser energy, then there's no right thing. We're, we're always in a lose-lose. Mm -hmm. Because what you're saying by getting off the shelf and putting you first is not to become a sociopath and to only think of yourself ever to the detriment of anyone else around you. Because we, I think if we're truly, sel if we're truly selfish, we want everyone around us to thrive because we live in an environment where there are other people. So if we're the only ones that are doing okay and everyone else is just roadkill, that's no way to live. We want other people to thrive. So it seems like that the exercises and practices to come back to our heart may be a way out of that maze. Am I oversimplifying it? or is that No, I, I think you're right on. It's just that putting yourself first, allowing that you matter is not a selfish act. It's a self-sustaining one. It doesn't mean that you are excluding others from your priority list or your world and putting yourself above them. That's selfish. When you allow yourself to be you and to put yourself first, it's, it's like you can condense it down into that often way overused word self-care. Um, but that's what it amounts to. If it's five minutes sitting in a corner or step outside and inhale the breath of sun and then go back to work, it's whatever you have to do to be the best you to deliver to the world. And often that means learning how to say no. Mm. And it's, it's kind of a funny, silly thing to say, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But it's it's kind of true because the mama energy, whether it's within a man or a woman or a child, is the is the nurturer. So the nurturer must have some oxygen, must yeah. say no to the things that will take her last breath. Yes. And so the saying no so that mama can be happy is is a it's selfish, but it, I, I think with a capital, my friend Suzanne Rock is, which would say it's self-full. It's, it's yes. being like embodied and in a way that, that is generous ultimately. Absolutely agree. I mean, it's, it's, um, it really is allowing you to be at the top of your priority list. Yeah. So when you make that, that to-do list out, include yourself. When you put your life on your calendar, and we all follow that calendar. I mean, my mother, <laughs> that, that was right there every day, whatever was on the calendar, hanging on the wall. 
calendar you first. Ooh. Mm. But, you know, calendar the F words in your life, I, I talk about in the book. And I love that I had a real estate mentor, Walter Sanford, who, who taught me about that and actually introduced me to Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra and Paul Pilser and Mark Anthony and Mark Victor Anthony. Yeah. Mark anyway, Victor Hansen. Hansen. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Jack Canfield's buddy. Yep. Um, introduced me to this myriad of people. And he said, real estate is not your life. It's a part of your life. And you have to honor the F words in your life to have balance. So I teach calendar the F words in your life, faith, family, fun, fitness, finances, and friends. Put them on your calendar first. <laughs> I love that. Gives a whole different spin on F word. It's great. I loved watching your faces. I keep talking about F words. <laughs> waiting on the bomb. <laughs> you know it. I love it. I love it. I've been known to drop an F bomb <laughs> once or twice in my day. Okay, so I I teased that we would talk about stalking the dream. It's just such an interesting thing. Most people, when they hear the word stalking, they think of a paparazzi stalking a, a, a celebrity or some like crazy ex-lover that just won't let go. But I think when you talk about stalking the dream, I think you have a very different and yet related kind of sense of that. So describe to us what, what exactly is stalking the dream and how do we do it? Well, as Lynn would say, it's just like um, a wolf stalking its prey. And what you are stalking is information. So it takes that same intense focus and determination and the will to keep looking no matter how hard it gets. So when you think in terms of the medicine wheel, which is so prevalent in so many cultures. That is a circular tool. And so when I talk about stalking the dream, it's moving around that wheel and looking at your life from all the different directions. You can, Lynn teaches us to use the wheel as a um, method of learning, of moving through life always coming to a different point of view because it moves. So when I talk about life being an ever upward spiraling ascension, as we grow in our own selves, we may still be moving in that circular fashion, but we're, our life is spiraling up. So we're going to come back to the same things that have stopped us in the past, but we'll be in a different place with a different point of view. And it doesn't mean it isn't healed. It just means that, okay, I can look at it again, but I'm not the same person I was when that event happened, when that person hurt me, that sort of thing. So stalking is a matter of discernment and seeking and moving within. And one of the things I really love to teach is that it's as powerful, if not more so, for you to search within as much as you search for your answers out there with other people, other things. It's moving inside. So the little exercise I have for you today is, is about moving to a position on that sacred wheel and 
looking at the dream, talking to the spirit of your dream, and having a conversation about what that means for you, how it feels, where it's going. And maybe you'll meet a new helping spirit along the way. Oh, okay. So I want to give people a little heads up about what's to come. So I, what I'm really wanting to do on my show these days, I mean, I really find that myself and others included get more from this, this, what I'm trying to put out in the world rather than us just talking about it, but to, to bring in an experiential um, process. So Vicki has been generous enough to say that she would guide us on that. But afterward, I've also teased that I would take your questions about if you want, it's kind of hard for me to see what you're saying live, but if you have dream questions, I'm going to do my best to to look for those. And some of you have already sent me a few. So Vicki, if you don't mind, as we wrap up after this process, I'm going to share some dreams that some people have sent or some dream related questions. So first of all, let's, let's go into this process and clarify, if you would, when you talk about stalking the dream, are you talking about the nighttime dream? Are you talking about the daytime desire aspiration or both? Well, it can be both. If you set your intent when you go to bed at night to stalk your dream, you're giving your subconscious mind permission to begin working on that with you. When we're stalking the dream in the way that I'll lead you, it is about moving yourself into second attention. It's a guided visualization with a purpose. And this particular one is for you to meet the spirit of your dream. Okay, well, let's do it. All, All right. right. So everybody put on your seatbelts, put your hands in the air, shake it like you just don't care. Set some set 10 minutes of complete focus aside so that you can really get the most of this experience. Okay, Vicki, we're all yours. And I'm going to turn my video off so I can read this to you undistracted with looking at how I look, looking at my papers reading to you all. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. First, let's take a journal or a plain piece of paper and an ink pen and set them or lay them down close to you. You want to have them within easy reach because this is an exercise of being in a meditation, this guided visualization, but still being present with yourself. I want you to be able to capture the messages, symbols, colors, or words that come to you. So hold your pen in your writing hand and let it lie on or hover over your journal or papers. You're going to visit today with the spirit of your dream in the west of the great medicine wheel. Giving birth to a dream is a sacred and magical event, and each of the dreams you have in your life have its own vibrational frequency, color, and shape. As with the creation of anything, there's a giveaway somewhere along the way. A great example of this is the artist's dream manifest on canvas. The paint leaves its tube and is transformed by the brush into a magnificent painting. Today, you're going to engage with the spirit of your dream and see what you need to transform, to squeeze from the tube, so to speak, and release the old paradigms, transforming that energy into your dream. So take a few deep breaths. Close your eyes now, still holding your pen, and relax. 
Let go of any tenseness in your body and relax into the place you are sitting. Give yourself permission to use that pen during the meditation if you feel the desire to record something, draw something, but set your intent now to keep your eyes closed and trust that whatever you write will be just perfect for you, even if it's nothing, and know that you can turn the page anytime. Take another deep cleansing breath as we begin. And imagine yourself sitting in the center of a circle you have created, a sacred space around you. See or sense this sacred circle surrounded by your guides and guardians, your power animals, the angels and allies, and any helping spirits that benevolently show up to support you as you stalk your dream. May all the beings of light that surround and protect you join you now on this journey. Pay attention today as you step towards the vision of the dream you carry deep in the bottom of your heart. A new guide or helping spirit is ready to step forward to walk with you down the path of your dreams. You are safe and all is well here. See yourself now at the site of a sacred circle. You know this place and it is familiar to you. It appears ancient and many of the stones in the circle are buried in leaves and debris. You're outdoors in an isolated area of the hills surrounded by large stone boulders and trees so dense as to give you complete privacy. You can smell the scent of pine and manzanita in the air. And touching one of the giant boulders, you ground yourself with its cool surface, rough to the touch and yet somehow smooth as though it has been held many times in the exact place you have touched. Walking around the outside of this stone circle, you see what appears to be a gateway beckoning you to enter. You move to the entrance, located in the direction of the circle that is familiar to you. You are wearing a small leather pouch around your neck. Opening it slightly as you stand at this gateway, you find it is filled with tobacco and something hard and warm to the touch. You instinctively take a pinch of the tobacco and bless the path ahead as you enter the sacred circle moving clockwise into the center where you take a seat on the red woven blanket you see lying there on the ground. As you sit and get comfortable in this sacred place, consciously bringing yourself present in that space, in this circle. Now, begin to think about your dream. Great spirit, God, goddess, creator of all that is, thank you for being present with me here today. I have come to this sacred place to begin to define and declare my dreams, to meet the spirit of my sacred dream, and to ask that you walk with me as I manifest this dream into reality. Let me always remember and know that when I struggle the most, as I will at some point along the way, that you are always there to catch me, 
to carry me safely when I get discouraged and to walk beside me through it all. Thank you for holding my dreams ever present in this life. Take another deep breath and allow yourself to move into the space between the words I speak. Forget about your body as best you can and move into the dream, holding your pen ready. You notice a movement in the west direction of the circle you sit within and turn to face it. This is the place of the great dreaming bear who carries your sacred dream. This is a place of death and of rebirth. Here you connect to the transformational aspect of your dream. Watching the great dreaming bear watching you, can you touch the feeling of this dream that lies in the bottom of your heart? When you see your dream reflected through the eyes of this sacred bear, what emotions come up for you? Are you afraid to dream? Were you told as a child, oh, that's just a dream, it isn't real? Are you worried about what it'll mean to achieve your dream? Can you see the transformation of your dream taking form as you look down the path ahead, the path to your dream? Your attention is drawn back to the great dreaming bear as it now lies down, revealing a luminous outline behind it. This is the spirit of your dream taking form in front of you. What do you see? Write it down if you wish and remember. Is it in human form, an animal, a bird, a mythic person or creature? Remember what you see as this luminous being takes form in front of you. Is it holding something? Do you see a symbol on its clothes or in its hands, or perhaps a shape on its body in the color of its fur? What color do you sense or see, if any, that you want to remember? Now open the ears of your heart and listen. What message does the spirit of your dream have for you about this dream that you carry deep in the bottom of your heart? Listen. What feelings do you need to let go of in order to manifest this dream? Where are you holding you back?
take a few moments now and listen with all your heart and soul to this beautiful and sacred being. Ask questions, listen, and remember. It is time for you to return, but you remember this place and how you got here, and you can come back any time to dialogue with the spirit of your dream and the great dreaming bear. The spirit of your dream approaches you and gently lays a tiny gift at your feet. Nodding, nodding, and with unspoken but understood words, you say your goodbyes. When you are ready, stand and bless the space around you with some of the tobacco from your pouch. Leave the blanket as you found it and continue to walk in a clockwise direction around the circle until you come back to the gateway. Turning, you thank the sacred circle for what it holds for you and bless it with more tobacco as you close this ceremony. When you reach into your tobacco pouch, you feel something hard and yet warm deep inside the tobacco. You pull it out and realize that it is the gift that the spirit of your dream showed you and gratefully turning it over and over in your hands. You accept it before returning it to your pouch. It is time to go now. Return through the boulders and the dense trees, slowly making your way back to your seat in this present space here and now. Wiggle your fingers and toes, open your eyes, and write anything else you need to remember, any symbols, colors, messages, words, things that you received or need to remember that are gifted you from the spirit of your sacred dream. Take a few moments, and we'll be back. So if people are, you're listening to this in the archive on mindbodyspirit.fm or iTunes or wherever you hear this, you can pause it and give yourself more time to journal. I'm sure there's more info that wants to come through, but for now, in real time, I just want to thank you, Vicki L. Dobbs. That was so deep.
the dreaming bear. Mm. Oh, I've done a lot of ceremony in my day and never one quite like this. And that it just hit me on a very deep level. So thank you. Thank you so much. I love that bear. I've never of all the bear of all the animals. It's not been one that I've ever connected with. And I, I just, I'm so loving this bear. It felt so fiercely protective and so supportive and so generous and so deep and oh, I just want to I'm going to go back and listen to this again and spend more time there thank you Deep if anybody would like a copy of that meditation physically they can email me vicky at vickydobbs.com and I will be more than glad to send them a pdf copy of it great and that's vicky with an i v-i-c-k-i at v-i-c-k-i dobbs with two b's dobbs.com ah and before we get into answering some dream questions um while we're letting people know about how they can email you for that meditation which is such a generous gift um what are the other is there anything else that people should know about what's coming up for you any well, events you, or if you'd like to go to vickydobbs.com and sign up for my Friday Food for Thoughts, my weekly little bits of inspiration and, and sometimes laughter and sometimes pretty raw and vulnerable, but it's me sharing my week each week with hopefully some tips that, that if you go, oh, that's me, mm-hmm. um, you won't feel like you're alone because you know we're all on this journey together. I would love to have you join my my list and and fill your Friday mornings with some food for thought. Um, Soul food for thought. That's yeah, sure. yeah. And and I'm working on a new program called uh, Mastering the Art of Putting You First. So hopefully that will be out this fall, <laughs> and it will be just um, short little 30 minute sessions with some exercises and homework. It'll be a little five day get together virtually. And, and it, um, you know, it, it will follow along the same lines as the book you first, which is practical wisdom for nurturing body, mind, heart, and soul. And it also will tag into get off the shelf, which was, actually the mother of you first it just you first got out first before you get off the shelf did <laughs> go figure just just fun some fun stuff like that that's wonderful thank you vicky dobbs okay so a question that just got sent in from kate is is our dreamer our higher self so the one that does the dreaming is that our higher self? I'll turn that over to you first and then I'll. Oh, thanks. You're the master dream coach. <laughs> well, we, I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on for both of us. So I'd love to hear what you think. Well, I'm going to quote Lynn here on this in that the great dreamer is awakening and we are now each one of us responsible for our own dream. Mm. So I would have to say to you, yes, that within you lies your dream. And you're the one who can access it. You don't need somebody else. Amen. So I want to just acknowledge Chelsea Lee and Judy Brooks who are watching. And Chelsea is 
asking, she said she'd love to share a recent dream fragment that held beautiful energy in her dream. Oh, you know what? Before I go into that, I'm going to just acknowledge Kate's question. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, the answer is yes. <laughs> I think that the dreaming self is our higher self. Um, I know when I was when I was writing Chicken Soup for the Soul with um, Dreams and Premonitions with Amy Newmark, we would talk about how there really isn't this other energy that's dreaming us. And yes, I think we live in a multiverse with so many different energies. And but I think if we if we looked at it from so far away, we would see that there is just one beautiful thing happening. In my opinion, I think that there's we are in a unified field and there is a consciousness that I think we we refer to it as other, this, this dreaming self, the dream maker, even God. Some people might think of being blasphemous. I think it's too big, too good for our ordinary human ego to manage, to even to be behold. I remember a friend of mine said, it's too much to think that I'm the co-creator with the universe. I can't handle that. It's a lot of pressure. So I'd rather just see myself as a child of God or God's daughter, but not at one with God or co-creating with God. Whoa, I can't deal with that. But I think if we were to get really honest and get really far away and look at everything from a distance, we'd say, yeah, I'm at one with this entire body of, of, of good orderly direction of, and doesn't mean that bad things don't happen here. Obviously, if you listen to the news for five minutes right now, it's like so much, it's just, uh, but from afar, I think we are connected to the dream maker. I think we're a co-creator and I think it is in many ways, it is our higher self that is doing the dreaming that sees what's in our blind spot that sees what we don't see that lets us know what's time to be released and what's time to quantum leap forward into. So in a nutshell, yes, it is the higher self. <laughs> Long-winded answer to a very short question. I, I need to reach out to Jack and say, we need to write a book called The Chicken Soup for the Shamanic Soul. Yeah, well, it's not Jack Canfield anymore. Amy Newmark has taken it over. Oh, and Amy's doing it Amy, now. Okay. Amy Newmark, I'll I'll bring it up to her. Hey. Yeah. I know, I know. Why not? Okay, so let's see what Chelsea is saying about her dream. She said in her dream, she was gifted a chunk of cloud. As I watched it hovering in my hands, I noticed that this chunk of cloud was shaped as a honeycomb. I gathered the chunk in my hands close to my heart and released it back up to the sky amongst the other clouds. So I'm just going to repeat it. A chunk of cloud gift. She was gifted a chunk of cloud. Um, I was gifted a chunk of cloud watching it hovering in my hands. Noticed that it was shaped like a honeycomb. I gathered it close to my heart and then released it back to the sky among the other clouds. I'll let you weigh in on that first and then I will mm. put in my two cents. Gathering in the sweet nectar of life. Yeah. And just to give you a visual, if it will, whoops, where'd the picture go? There it is. Oh. That was last night's sky. Oh my God, that's incredible. 
Wow. That's gorgeous. Um, You allowed yourself to receive that honeycomb, that sweet nectar that the bees have left. You took what you needed and you released the rest of the universe back to the sky. Yeah. Mm. And I love the word play of bee. Um, It can be sometimes the busy bee, the queen bee, but I think there's something about the being with the sweetness, being Mm. able to stop and put yourself first taking yourself off the shelf long enough to be hold and be at one with that incredible energy. So it's in some way, Chelsea, I think your dream is a message for all of us for how to be in this world. It's to be light with those gifts and to receive them and feel worthy of them. And then once we absorb them, then we give it back. We don't hold it on, hold on to it. Vicki, you were talking about the giveaway. And I think that's an important piece. It's, we're not just takers. We're not just here to grab and gimme, 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 gimme. It's like for every gift we re- receive, we should, I think, ideally take it all the way in. In my death experience, I had this very interesting image of being on this conveyor belt of never ending bliss. And my job was to receive it as deeply and profoundly as I could, and then let it go through me and let it go out. So I wasn't holding on to anything, but it was all imprinting me, yeah. encoding itself in. And so there was a lightness. And that that's what's that's one of the pieces that stayed with me even after I landed back in this reality was the don't need to grab onto anything because there's there's always more. And everything that I do take in is encoded. So it's not lost just because I let it go. It's, it's deeply in and there's no need to hold on to it anymore. So phew, thanks for reminding me of that, Chelsea. Okay. One more dream. This is a little bit longer. Let me see if I can truncate it a bit. Okay. So this one is from Genevieve and she says very nice things to me about the show. Thank you so much. And, um, and then she says in her dream, she's sleeping next to a fairly new person. Um, I'm, I'm sleeping next to a very fairly new person in my life. Haven't slept with anybody regularly in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm experiencing things in the dream realm. I've never before. Let's see. It's disorienting. My body's laying on top of his and he woke up. When he woke up, he moved me and it woke me up. It came back into a waking state. And I could literally feel my consciousness pulling up out of his body and suck back into my own, like I had been in his body. And when I thought about it, it felt unfamiliar, like I was seeing inside someone else's awareness. And it felt like it was his childhood and like watching a movie that had nothing to do with me. And she, this happens again and again and again. And, um, Let's see. And then she's doing it. She's stepping inside of houseplants and noticing the reality of the houseplant. Um, and then she does it with a cup and a dish. And she keeps, she takes this, this gift that she's been given to be able to step inside of um, seemingly inanimate objects and also people. So whew, the last thing she says is um, if any insights into what's going on, how to cultivate this to be useful 
how I can control it because sometimes it feels like it's a bit invasive. So Vicki, <laughs> to you, and then I'll weigh in. <laughs> well, I think to begin with, if you are awake and consciously using this energy, moving into another space is always done with permission. So you can ask the plant, you can ask the dog, you can ask the tree or the person for permission to be a part of their space in that moment. And if you are doing this in the dream time, then for sure set your intention to do the same thing, ask permission. And then move on, see what there is to learn. Mm, beautiful. I think that's an important piece that you just brought up, Vicki, the asking permission. Yeah. Um, this relates to a dream question I got a while back about how, like, where are the boundaries? If Because in the dream realm, it seems that there aren't many boundaries. Um, and when it comes to, there was somebody in particular that said, how can I, there's somebody that I'm in love with who doesn't love me back. And can I use my ability to lucid dream to help encourage her to love me? And I thought, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't be manipulative, selfishly manipulative, but perhaps consider that that's a part of you that is, that's not requited, that's unrequited in your own loving and I would say if you have the gift of accidentally stepping into somebody else's reality and you don't know how you got there, still be humble about it and, and seek permission and only seek to be of service and to be a vessel of love, to not take anything from them. Because I think, sure, we can take, we can abuse our power all we want, but ultimately it kicks our ass because what we do comes back to us not just tenfold, but maybe a hundredfold. So I would say, yeah, stay away from taking anything from anybody. But that kind of goes into Chelsea's dream about, I mean, it kind of relates. So Genevieve and Chelsea's dream, I think is similar. Being given, like Chelsea was given something and she received it and then she gave it back. I think there's something about stepping into another reality that's also sort of a gift. It's a great gift. It's kind of like being in, actor and and getting to play different roles and in the process of that you develop a great compassion a great empathy and even in some way the ability to bring healing light into a profound place that you might not otherwise have access to if you were feeling separate from them so i would say what's happening it's revealing a great gift genevieve and with a great gift comes great responsibility so going forward, I would definitely bring in what Vicki said about permission. And, and if, um, if you happen to just find yourself there, I would, I would ask, there's a, I would ask the higher self, this is all of these questions are tying in who's doing the dreaming. Is it the higher self? I often call it the dream maker because it's a part of ourselves that is making the dream, but I would ask the dream maker, what am I to do here? What's the highest and best use of me? here. And it might simply be to observe. Um, there was a story in the, the book and the movie 
um, about the story of Little Tree. I think it was about this young Native American boy who was forced to live off the reservations in kind of a traditional English um, American sort of school. And he, he taught his fellow students that love is really a verb and it's about it's like it's it's as if to say I'm I'm watching you I'm listening to you I'm paying attention to you so when you pay attention to someone you're loving them and and I think to enter into the dream and really see them ah it was I see you is the translation of I love you so I get chills just thinking about that the education of little tree that's what it was called that's the book it all comes back sometimes pixelated like a jigsaw puzzle but it all eventually all the puzzle pieces come together. So Genevieve, thank you for your dream question. Thank you, Chelsea. And thank you, Kate, I think it was. Thank you so much. And Vicki Dobbs, thank you so much for your point of view on these dreams. I love where you're coming from. In the time that we have remaining, just a, a minute or two, is there any final words of wisdom you'd like to share Besides, everybody go get this book, get yourself off the shelf and get this book, get off the shelf. It'll help you stay off the shelf and put you first. Any last words of wisdom? I'm so grateful to have been invited to to sit in circle with you today, Chelsea, and and to share a little bit of my world. Uh, I think we vibrate on the, the same level. And so it's such a blessing to to be able to just chat and not have to guard the words. And thank you to everybody who has has dialed in or is listening later after this. I am so grateful for those of you that have purchased the book and look forward to seeing some more come through. The Kindle is only 99 cents still. I have not raised the price since our launch last month. Now that's a deal. that's that's a biggie for you, and yeah. I um, I'm just grateful. I I would just love to end with much gratitude and many thanks for the opportunity to voice my story in your world. Vicky L. Dobbs, thank you so much for sharing your profound story in the way that you have in such a generous way. Talk about the ultimate giveaway. So <laughs> you give this away, and I know so much comes back. Thank you for the wonderful stalking our dreams meditation. Thank you for the gift of you. And um, I wish you a million blessings. And to everyone watching and or listening, blessings galore. And um, as I always like to say, going forward, don't take your dreams lying down. Sweet dreams. Until we meet next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, Go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. 
I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.